Time now for Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. An informative but laid-back approach to sports medicine on 1010XL. Yeah. Now, let's break some bones. Good morning, Jacksonville. A Sunday with Breaking Bones. Helping you get up. You probably had a great time yesterday afternoon, last night, with the Jacksonville Jaguars playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Joe C. from XL Primetime. My man, Dr. George Barry from Barry Orthopedics. We have Breaking Bones, which is all about sports injuries for the next 30 minutes. So if you're just pouring a cup of Joe, wiping that sleep out of your eye, go ahead and give us a, a text on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. If you've got a sports injury question, uh, anything. We love hearing from you. 641-1010. Now, Doc, full disclosure. Yes. Uh, normally, I look at you as you are wiping the sleep out of your eye on a Sunday morning. Joe, I'm part of the 5 a.m. club, buddy. You are. You're up early. Look, how old the kids. Hashtag team no sleep. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Now, we decided, because we had back-to-back Saturday night games, that we had to record the show in advance. And then you said what this week? I said, let's record it again because we've been winning. Because we don't want to know right now, as people are listening to Breaking Bones, whether it's a W or an L. Well, we know the answer. It's a W. We have to believe it's it's a W, right? it's, It's obvious. Yeah. It's very obvious. And I don't care what happened uh, yesterday afternoon, last night, however you want to describe it. What a great season. What a great season. Unexpected. And it delivered on so many different levels. Yes. It, it was, it's, I think it's been amazing. And, you know, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I've been a Jaguars fan my whole life. Right. And I didn't have Jaguar tickets last year, because, but I had tickets the year before. Right. <clears throat> and then skipped last year. It was during the pandemic still and this and that. So... Anyways, during right before the season started, maybe like two weeks before preseason, mm-hmm. I get a cold call from the Jags. Right. Hey, do you want to buy season tickets again? We know last year, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. And my wife was next to me, and I'm like, no. You know, I was just like, once I talk about the Jaguars, I get a state of depression. Yeah, because you're like, like no, you, you you've know, been through hell right, as a football like, fan. I'm going to spend X amount of dollars, right, to just go and lose and watch them lose. I mean, last year was a disaster. So I'm like, no, I don't think so. Then my wife's like, no, let's do it. Let's just sign up and do it again. So I was like, all right. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think mo- not a lot of people, but you know, there are diehards that, like I was talking to uh, one of my tattoo guys the other day, Travis, diehard. You tatted up, Joe? I-, I think about it all the time, but I never have had one. Um, but I'm talking to my dude the other day, and he's like, um, he goes, I got my tattoo, my Jaguar tattoo, when Gus Bradley was here. He goes, so you're saying it's like a thousand coaches ago. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you're saying to yourself, why would you get a Jaguar tattoo at the lowest of lows? Because Gus Bradley set in the modern era of football, set the second lowest win percentage in the history of the modern era. That's how bad it was. He goes, dude, I don't care. He said, I'm a Jaguar fan. That's how I am. That's how I'm wired. And so he got the Jag tattoo and all this kind of stuff. And so I think to myself, so many Jaguar fans were conditioned to fail. That was me. That was me. I mean, yeah. my wife was not. My wife is is all. She's like now even more bigger Jaguar fan than I am. That's I mean, awesome. She's, she's all on board. But when you know she's from New York, when we first met and we started dating, and I was like Jaguars, Jaguars. She's like George, your mm-hmm. this team's horrible. I go yeah, but then every year I was like, babe, we got the first round pick. Yeah, we, we got, got the first pick. Don't pick. worry, we got yeah. this. And then every year she says, you say that every single year, and you're still bad every single year. And I'm like, why? Well, you're not wrong. Yeah, that's you're true. You're not wrong. It's so, it's just, it's, and I, I describe it as joy in Whoville because it's just, it's finally happening. The Grinch 
back up there. He's converted all this stuff. It's joy in Whoville uh, because you now have a football coach that, that knows how to lead, uh, that knows how to game plan, and you got a quarterback that is a rising star. All right, so let's go back, yeah, back to back Saturday nights because you had the young son uh, with you, the the oldest of your two, that is a diehard Jaguar fan. Yes, so you guys pulled out that Titans win. We talked about that last week, but then this past week, from twenty seven down to win by one, what was going through? What what was going through the young son's mind? I mean, before I ask about you. He was upset, and then at some point, you know, he's six, right? And we had him take a nap before we went because it's going to be late. And so by the third, you know, by the – when halftime hit, mm-hmm. he was like, I'm cold. And, you know, you start to lose interest because your team is getting – Waylaid. No, there's no crowd involvement anymore. Everyone's just disappointed. Yeah. And he was kind of out of it until it picked back up. But I will say, at when it was 27-0, I literally just started laughing. And I'm like, you know – I was talking to the guy next to me. I go, this is just one of those games where nothing goes right. It had just the punt just hit the guy's head. Yeah. It's just one of those days. You know, everyone has a day. Everyone's asked the question, what do I got to do? I mean, why do I deserve this? And it just happens. And and unfortunately, unlike basketball, where you can, you know, have five games or seven games, and if you have a bad game, you make up for it. Mm -hmm. You can't do that in football, right? It's one bad game and and you're hosed. And it was just, it seemed like it was going to be one of those days. I could not honestly um, believe it uh, from where it was to where it ended up. And just the idea that, you know, going back to your original thought about just being a Jags fan and, and, and now you and your wife are hooked, your son, both of them are fired up and, 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 and Jaguar fans. You couldn't have asked for more just in terms of it was the best a game, man. crazy, crazy season. And then for the last home game at the bank to be like that. Uh, the AFC Championship game. There's still some some details that have to be filled out depending on who wins today. But honestly, you couldn't have asked for more. No, I mean I thought it was great. It was one of the worst performances and the best performances of all time. Yeah, together. Yeah, because we we were doing it on XL Primetime, the greatest <coughs> greatest postseason game this team's ever played. It's hard to argue with the memory that this one made in most Jaguar fans' minds. There, there. This one is like yes, the most unbelievable. I have. I have one other play, at least in my head, that I can visually tell you step by step that happened. It was when Morton Anderson mm-hmm. missed a field goal, and we yeah. went to the playoff. And it was what, like ten yards? It was like an extra point. Basically, it was a twenty-three yeah. yarder. I'm pretty sure. And I remember maybe twenty-one. I remember he missed it. That I vividly remember. But I wonder. Like I'm hoping this game now would be what my son has his yeah. memory. He vividly remembers. Everyone was just down and out, and all yeah. of a sudden, just. Elation. I will say, give props to my wife because when it was 27 7 at halftime, and my son was like, Dad, it's freezing. I'm cold. I'm, I'm tired. cold. I told my wife, I go, You want to just go home? I go, Look, last time it took us two hours to get out of here. We didn't go home till 1 30. Our six year old is exhausted. Yeah. It's not looking good at all. And there's no reprieve in sight. Yeah. Let's just maybe beat the traffic, get this kid to bed. You know, she's like, No, we're staying. I go, All right, fine. Let's stay. <laughs> hey, Dr. Mrs. Bari, you're. You're right now on on top of the Jaguar, uh, Bari but man, Jura, everyone. Man. I will say, I think almost the whole stadium stayed because when yeah. we start picking back up, a lot of people just sat went inside just because yeah. it, it was a bad game and then it was freezing outside, was, so they went inside. Yeah, Terrace Club Bud Bud Light Party Zone, and then but then it filled back up. Yeah, yeah, it was and awesome. It didn't look and, anyone left. And by the way, just the the crowd atmosphere. I, I think this is it. Told the Jaguars one very important thing: if you win. The hometown teams fans are going to buy the tickets. If you don't win, the visitors teams fans are going to buy the tickets. Right. And so, I mean, really, it is as simple as that. All right. Now, listen, we've got sports injuries to get to. You want to know one other thing? Yeah. Right before, well, this is now, I guess he has two wins, but mm-hmm. 
Before that win on Monday, Dak Prescott has just as many playoff wins as Trevor Lawrence. He was one and three. Exactly. <laughs> he was one and three. And then Monday night he goes out and paddles right. uh, uh, the, the Buccaneers and maybe since did, Tom was Brady. Was it me or did Tom Brady just look uninterested? Oh, he looked. He uh, looked like, to me, look, he just didn't care anymore. Uh, you know what? It's or so he just funny. he gave up. Uh, 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 uninterested would would probably be one of the adjectives that you could use. I I kind of couched it in the he's a beaten man type of deal. He doesn't have it anymore. He didn't want to get hit. Uh, that was one of the main things. If anyone got close to him, he he was he was ducking for cover, running, getting rid of the football. I just thought Tom Brady did not throw the ball accurately. He didn't make great decisions. He threw into triple or quadruple coverage, right. stuff that you never, ever see from him. Yeah. So he kind of looked like a, a, a beat man. You know, we've been joking on XL Primetime pretty much all year, uh, and, I, and I'm stealing the straight from Dan Hicken, but you know, his was many, many moons ago. He called it the Yoko Ono Theory uh, with Giselle Bunchen basically, you know, kind of prodding Tommy here and there and here and there. Well, anyway, we all know what happened. They end up dissolving their marriage. He's a single man. And she's probably still poking holes in that voodoo doll uh, on Monday night because he looked. He did better when he was with her. Yeah, exactly. He looked like a beaten man. And Matt Hayes, one of our guys uh, in our text thread, he goes, he got rid of himself for this? Yeah, I remember he texted yeah. I mean, Think about that. And, and what a fall from grace. I feel bad for Byron Leftwich from yeah. best OC to possible head coaching jobs, and now he's gone. Yeah. And look, it just is as simple as it gets. If you've got a great player, you're going to look good as That's a coach. It. That's it. See Nate Hackett coaching Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is really good. Nate Hackett gets a job off of it. Then Russell, Russell Wilson's really bad, and he gets fired. That's basically how it goes. All right, now listen, we've got some things to get to. I want to, I want to get to the, the one injury uh, for Trevor Lawrence with the toe. Yeah. And, and we don't know exactly the extent of it. We know, you know, the one thing I got out of this doc with this playoff run is that he is tough. Uh, he's willing to sacrifice the body and do whatever he can. Sometimes you think of a, a toe injury and you don't think it's that big of a deal. But think of when that injury happened and you, me, a lot of people out there thought the worst, the scariest, that he went down with a knee injury. Because remember? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And and he and, and he, he went in. He pulled a uh, uh, Pierce, Paul Pierce. Yeah. When he was on the remember Paul Pierce when he was on the the wheelchair yeah. they wheelchaired him out and then he came running back in yeah but for, in the case of Paul Pierce he admitted that he needed to go to the bathroom that's why he was in that wheelchair but he came but Trevor came running out right and and then obviously he fought through that toe injury uh, for for the rest of the season and uh, is that something that would carry over in the postseason um, or off season that would linger I mean the toe injury I think once the off season hits it, it should hopefully be okay after right right I mean he hasn't had a break. Yeah, you know, exactly. Back to back to back to back. And then we've had a short week because we had that when we played the Titans, we only had five, six days rest. Mm -hmm. And then you have the playoffs. So he really hasn't had a break. And so I think that's probably the reason why he's still unlimited in practice. But, you know, I think when the post, when, you know, after the season, after we win the Super Bowl and the season's over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. There um, you go. His toe will be just fine. All right. Now, I asked that because there's a question that we got on the text line. Uh, designed by Lifetime Enclosures. You can hit it, 641-1010. If you have a question, it could be joint pain, thinking about knee replacement, PRP, a uh, document to get you to tell the folks about the latest and greatest that you have in, in, in PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma therapy, <coughs> which is a shot that you can get to help uh, rehabilitate uh, an injury. But this one, off the text line, 
Can you tell me what plantar, and I'm just reading it, plantar fasciitis uh, is, and if I have it, uh, toes hurt on the bottom when I take a step and arch on the other foot. Are they the same pain but in different spots? That's so a little confusing. Yeah, pa- pain on the toes is not plantar fasciitis. Plantar fasciitis is, is pain around the heel. Oh, okay. It's 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 painful. It's inflammation of the of the covering of the plantar fascia. Fascia is kind of like uh, the covering of, of the muscle, mm-hmm. and it usually starts off in the heel. And what you can do, a couple things, is you stretch the Achilles because a tight Achilles can cause that. Okay. You can try cortisone shot. Although there are some people who who don't like that idea. There are some people who still do cortisone shots. I will give one or two cortisone shots, and I've had people do great with it. PRP is actually very good for it. Oh, okay. Now, if that doesn't work, you can do a release where you uh, lengthen the gastroc, which is your, your calf. Okay. Because if the stretching can't stretch it, you can lengthen it. How do you do that? There's a cu- You make a couple slits, and it just stretches it out. Wow. And then you can release the plantar fascia. We'll do a surgery on it. Mm-hmm. Usually that's after about nine months or a year of plantar fasciitis not getting better after a lot of treatment. Go, and so you're treat- saying go through every bit of therapy. Yes, and that you- is stretching the Achilles and actually taking a water bottle, freezing it, and then putting it on the floor and rubbing the bottom of your, your foot on it okay. to stretch that plantar fascia. Now, pain underneath the toes, that is not plantar fasciitis. That is something different. Hmm. All right. We got one for you, 641-1010. If you want to ask a question, you can definitely do it, especially if you're trying to figure out and diagnose exactly what it is. Now, when you think of going into the off season, and you, you can go back to your days with Dr. James Andrews, uh, fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews, who is an orthopedic surgeon, has done countless procedures on a lot of big names uh, in the sporting world. But about the time that the season is over, you got teams right now like those Tennessee Titans, suck it, Mike Vrabel. You know, their season's been over uh, for a couple, three weeks. There's a lot of surgeries that will take place right now, right? Yes. From football teams. Yes. Because basically, the, what, what do they do? They just basically tough it out through the season and then make a decision on surgical procedures afterwards, right? Like they just basically, like if a guy's been, like, uh, like let's, let's just use Jalen Hurts as an example. He's got the, what we think is a shoulder sprain. But apparently AC, he's better now. Yeah, AC joint, yeah. AC joint problem. But if you're going to do a procedure, yes. you, if you can put it off, you wait until yeah, after so, the season. So when we were with Andrews, and it's the same thing when I cover Ed, Edward Waters mm-hmm. here. Yeah, right. Uh, by the way, Edward Waters football mm-hmm. is a great game to go to. I love I, that. I just want to say. Give them a nice plug for I, sure. I, you know, they're a great group of guys. They're, they're actually, they're, you know, a great group of guys. They're great kids. The coaches are doing, are, are great guys. And they're Division Two now, mm-hmm. and the atmosphere is actually really, really good. The games are competitive, and they won the most games they won in their, throughout their history last year. So yeah, they're on the up nice and up, to, yeah. which is nice. So, anyways, same thing: college football and professional, any sport. Mm-hmm. When the season is done, all the masses come in to yeah. the office, yeah, and they're ready for their meniscectomy. They're ready for the labrum repair. They're ready for whatever injury that's been nagging them all year that they've been just kind of grinding their teeth and going through it, right, to get it done with. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Like, we don't know for sure what Cam Robinson's injury is because there was maybe a little bit of a uh, – <clears throat> it was never fully disclosed. It was mentioned as a meniscus, but we really don't know for sure what the surgery was on Cam Robinson, right? Yeah. But the way Walker Little played down the stretch, Jawan Taylor on one side, there's a heck of a lot of Jaguar fans out there that are thinking, could you move Cam Robinson? Could you move that contract? Could you keep Walker Little at left tackle? 
Could you then take uh, that money if you were able to move Cam and give it to Juwan Taylor? Juwan Taylor fought through a hamstring injury uh, this season, and you got to give him a lot of credit for the way he played. Uh, you know, Trevor, Trevor in the first game against Kansas City got sacked five times. So it's not easy to go out there and put that game plan together, especially when you're talking about uh, Walker Little with so little experience. Cam was in the lineup the last time. They might be thinking about moving a guy yeah. during the offseason. You know, they're very hush-hush about a surgery. Yeah. So it's very interesting to, to kind of figure out what it is. I don't, you know, it's very interesting because usually after a surgery, the real news comes out. They say, okay, he had XYZ done. Right. But this has not come out. No. It's still speculation. And I wonder why that is. I don't know why. It, it makes me a little worried that it's more than a meniscus. Yeah, we'll find out. All right, now let me ask you this. Some uh, ask you about. We mentioned the Bucks and Tom Brady, and it's something that you pointed out to us. And it's this collar yeah. around. It's basically like a choker collar. Like you'll see uh, women. TLD, the lovely Diane. She likes because can you get me one of those choker collars? You know, that's really petite. And and so this is not that. This is a. Well, it almost looks like <coughs> instead of an ankle bracelet yeah. that a guy would have to wear. You know, what it reminds me of. Do you remember, I don't know if Bose still makes them, Bose had those headphones you put around your neck. Yes, exactly. And, and so you can hear music without... Without putting them in your ears. Right. And they thought it was the latest and greatest. That's what I thought it was. I go, why is this guy wearing headphones on the field? Then I noticed a ton of the Cowboys are wearing it. Mm -hmm. And then I realized a few of the, the um, Bucks are wearing it. So I had texted you. Yes. Like, what is that thing around their neck? It's, it's called the Q, Q collar. collar. So I looked it up. What it's supposed to do, and I had never heard of it. I don't know if you've heard about no, it. No, no, no. I had not. It's supposed to reduce brain injury. So when I read that, I said, this is weird. Why would something around your neck reduce brain injury? Mm -hmm. So the, in their studies, at least on their website, it states it reduces axonal injury, which is the nerves, by 80% after a head trauma. Wow. Which sounds very promising, if it's true. you know. And how it That's does this. major. How it does this is... This cue collar around the neck puts pressure on your neck and pressure on your jugular veins. Now, veins pull blood away from body towards the heart. Okay. Right? So your jugular veins takes blood away from your brain towards your heart. Okay. So by pushing on the jugular veins, you keep the brain, or so you keep more blood in your head. Right. Because there's less outflow. It keeps it from pulling it away. Well, it, there's less outflow, so there's more. Okay. It's pulling up. It's pulling, right? I got you. Okay. And by doing that, the space is taken up. In the right, there's mm -hmm. more volume that's t space is taken up in the inside the skull. So, if you get a, a head injury, it's not like imagine a small little marble in a cup and you shake that cup and that marble is just flying around. Now, imagine you put a, all that water in there, all that water that, that marble is not going to fly around as fast anymore, sure. it's going to slow down. And that's the theory where we fill up the brain more, with more blood than normal. So, when you get hit, that brain is not sloshing back and forth in empty space. I thought that was very interesting. Per the website, it is it works per them. Yeah, they named I, a ton of um, at professional athletes that use it. If you go on their website, they have you know they show lacrosse and soccer and mm -hmm. and you know now that there's some people talking about soccer heading you know heading the ball with your head right that the chronic even though they're not big impacts but the chronically hit 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 of the soccer ball can cause maybe an issue. So, it, you know, per what they're saying, it works. I don't know of any independent studies myself yet, but 
uh, I, I will find it interesting to see what happens in the future with it in the NFL. Yeah, because just the fact that the NFL is allowing this as a device that can help and it can ultimately lead to, I think you threw the number out, 80%, which is pretty good. Uh, the CEO of the Q Collar says, you know, this pressure slightly increases blood volume inside the skull, helps lessen the brain's movement upon impact and reduces brain injury uh, caused by repetitive subconcussive impacts. And let's just be real, Doc. Um, they so, don't just they don't just go out there and absorb one hit. They go out there correct. and absorb about sixty. Of them. So so what that's saying is it's not going to prevent a concussion, right? But if it does prevent subconcussion impacts, uh-huh. then maybe it will have something with CTE. CTE right is just from repetitive hits and hits and hits and hits. So maybe it can prevent something like that. You no, know, I, that, I, that's what's interesting. I mean, I really I think it's it's fascinating. And in, in you in the medical world, it's not necessarily your field, but you're always trying to learn. Uh, it's like uh, if you go to some of the stuff that you're doing right now. Um, the advancements that you have, uh, I'm trying to think of one of the ones where you could take a picture. The what am I thinking of, Doc? The um, that new piece of equipment, the laser, where you can get really, really a good ultrasound. Uh-huh. Yeah, that piece of equipment that you had, the ultrasound. Yeah, within the last year, to where you can really become more well, efficient. I mean, ultrasounds get better and better. In in, in fellowship, we used a hundred thousand dollar ultrasound machine, uh-huh. which was insane. But now. It's getting cheaper, and you can get that quality, and mm-hmm. you know, just they're just making it more. And now they're portable. I mean, you could put it like a phone, just zap somebody. I mean, not it's not going to give you excellent quality, but you can still see. So explain what it is. The ultrasound, yeah, it's like when you have a baby, right? Uh-huh. They sit there and they just throw ultrasonic waves, right? And it comes back at you, and, and you see an image, mm-hmm. and then you can see. So with ultrasound nowadays, people who are trained, you know, in my fellowship, we train with ultrasound. Obviously, my training is more surgeon, sure, than than than, than non-operative. So. If you go to someone who does like a, a non-operative sports medicine fellowship, nowadays they're all trained with ultrasound where they can do a lot of diagnoses with the ultrasound that may not require an MRI. I would still get an MRI because I think a lot of studies show the MRI is still more accurate and you can see a little bit more body parts. Right. But there's a lot of things you can diagnose with the ultrasound and see. It helps you with the injections, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, just the technology that's coming out, man, it's, it's fast-paced. I could just tell you, from when I started residency to now, and that's 11, 12 years ago, right. things have changed a lot. Yeah, and, and that's why I wanted you to bring up the other, because I, before we finish up, I still got to ask you if you were willing to risk $1.4 to win 11000 <laughs> uh, I'm going to get to that in a second. But you had mentioned also one of the big things, and you perform PRP on me, which is platelet-rich plasma yes where you and you're going to explain it better than I, i'm a radio doctor i don't like to brag but it's, it's sometimes i defer to you to explain these things but anyway you've got new prp stuff that, that, that's well i got in the office. so the machine i have now is about so all these studies show that you need mm-hmm. about five times concentration to to almost, not guarantee but to really go over 50 percent of a therapeutic effect right like the high you have a high chance of having a good effect on it right if you have over 50 percent excuse me, over five times concentration of platelets. So the new machine that I had did a lot of research on this is about seven times concentration of platelets. And I did it because I felt like my other PRP was getting okay results, but not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I just deep into the weeds of all the research of everything. Right. Sat there for like a month every night, just reading up, reading up. And then I found this machine that had a bunch of studies on it that showed that this is the therapy effect is, is what's needed. And a little bit more expensive, so my PRP cost, what I charge, has gone up a little bit because mm-hmm. just but the more machine, effective. the machine is is just more expensive, right. but it is it is much more effective. So I think um, I'm happy with it. You got to pull a little bit more blood, but so far I've had good results. 
it's funny when I got the machine, it's a different way you have to spin it and use it. So the guy came down to show the office how to use it. Mm. There's a girl in my office who hurt her trip, hurt her ankle. She has a bad ankle sprain and a split tear of one of her tendons. Oof. So I was like, well, guess who's going to be the guinea pig on the first one when we try? <laughs> We're going to test this out on you. So we did it. We pulled her blood, and I, she was the first one I tried on. She's three months out now, and she says that ankle feels better than the other ankle that wasn't hurt. That's awesome. It really is and good to hear. she's like, she's super happy with now, it. Now, you explain also, because this is one other question that I had from one of my guys who had more of a spinal uh, question in the neck and you know upper spinal area. You focus on the other joints. I do, I do shoulder. So for, for a PRP injection, I'll do shoulders down to the fingers. Mm-hmm. Hips down to the knees, right? Okay. Now the hip does require fluoroscopy, which I don't have, but we could do it in the operating room uh, in the surgery center. Um, so I tend not to do the groin itself, right? But the outside of the hip, like a bursitis or a knee, usually people come in for knee and shoulder, right? That's that's the biggest thing in ankle for for PRP. Um, now for the spine, they do do PRP. That is not. I don't do it myself. That's something you have to go to their spine surgeon, right? A physical medicine and rehab doctor or a pain management doctor who does it. And those are the specialties usually that do injections into the spine. Okay, so it can be done, but it can again, be done. Not... Uh, of course, speak to your physician if it's indicated. You know, there's a lot of indications, different indications for it. So I don't want to speak to, to for, about for all the the physicians. All right, let's go back to uh, the Saturday night game against the Chargers before we get out of here, uh, because uh, many many perhaps on the edge, teetering on. There's no chance we're never gonna come back from 27 points down. Um, to ultimately seeing it happen, and now you're a believer. There was one guy that had so much stinking money in his back pocket that he says, I am so arrogant, I am so, well, I need something to do with my $1.4 million just to keep me interested. Right. And basically laid a $1.4 million wager to win $11,000. He risked one point four to win eleven. And this was when the Chargers were up 27 points. And I am I don't know who he is, but I, I laugh when I think about that. I mean, first of all, how much money do you have to have to make that bet? Just to win 11000 Yeah. Number one. Number two, I kind of don't blame him. I mean, it's, you know, the fifth biggest comeback of NFL history. So who would have thought right. with a second-year quarterback when everything was going wrong he probably thought, all right, this is an easy eleven grand. Exactly, but see, that's the thing. I I love the fact that it's an easy eleven grand, and I'm just actually right now trying to figure out what the percentage is of that. But like, like you and I, <coughs> we're always looking at at the crypto, which, by the way, we don't oh, look at it anymore. What a but we have always looked at the idea of you know where are we going to make our money? Where are we going to make our money? And I know that if you can make two three percent off of something, that's good. But I also know that I'm not going to lose that Dude. other amount of money. That I mean, the risk reward on that was not. Oh my! I mean, that was insane. Gosh. Right? That just means I'm so bored. And I have so much money. I don't care what happens to it, and I'm bored out of my mind. Or maybe he just put an extra zero and didn't mean to. You know, I, I don't know. All right, but, I'm just trying to do this. Okay, this is, and I I'm going to see if I know anything. Sister Carolyn, way back in the day, taught me math, and I have no idea. So that's point zero zero seven percent that he was making off of one point four million. Is if, it 0. 0.7? I don't know yeah. what you did on there, but you have to move the decimal twice. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I mean, because uh, I believe yeah. that's what it is, isn't it? I think it's 0. 0.7. You think it's 0. 0.7? Maybe. Huh. I don't know. I don't, right. I don't know what you did on your phone math-wise. But either way, it's it's not a lot. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's nothing. It's just insanely dumb. Uh, but, hey, how about us in 2023? Are we going to find something that's going to kind of get us over the top? Uh, you, need, to you need mailbox money, Joe. 
Is that what it is? Mailbox money. Give it to me. That's that's I don't I know. Well, that's what I want. Though. Listen, if I had mailbox money, Joe, I wouldn't be sitting with you. <laughs> All right. We are out. We had a good time this morning. We hope that everyone's having a good time this morning. Uh, pre-recorded uh, Breaking Bones. We were trying We did to- it because, the ja- listen, remember, the Jaggers have been winning since we pre-recorded. Yeah. We're keeping it this way. Yeah. So we're trying to keep the streak alive. <laughs> uh, but we are out. Bari Orthopedics. Make sure you check them out. Now, they've got locations all over the city, uh, all over the First Coast. BariOrthopedics.com. Uh, and tell them where they can find you, Doc. Dr. George Barr on Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, 1010XL website. Yeah, you can look for all of those. And if you have any questions after you listen to a show, don't be afraid. Uh, hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking. We appreciate it for sure. His is Dr. George Barr. Mine's 1010Joe Please, got please a bunch someone of follow Joe C. He just texts me all the time. I'm, no one follows me. It's I'm only, lonely, you know, by it's myself. Just, it's just because I barely got started again on Instagram because I got tossed throw, off. Throw him a bone. Yeah, exactly. 1010 Joe C. They didn't even. Have, they wouldn't even give me my old handle back. All right, we are out. Uh, XL Primetime tomorrow at noon. Doctor jo- Doctor George Barr. You can catch him anytime. BarryOrthopedics.com. Have a great Sunday. You've been listening to Breaking Bones with Doctor George Barry and Joe C on 1010XL.